Well, hey, hello, everybody, and welcome to My Pursuit Podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm your host for the podcast. And I probably do need to start a little bit with a little bit of a, a, an apology and a little bit of an explanation of why I haven't posted an episode in the last few weeks. Uh, but let me first of all say, if this is the first episode that you're listening to, and I think that this one actually might be the first episode that some people listen to, um, let me explain just for a second what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, and for those of you who are longtime listeners, I'll tell you, like, I'm kind of changing the format a little bit so you kind of recognize some of that as I talk about it. But let me explain uh, what, what's going on. See, um, I am a pastor. I, I'm the lead pastor of a church who is a bivocational pastor, which means I work um, outside of the church to earn my salary while I volunteer at the church as the lead pastor of a church that's um, actually right now really at a season of growth and uh, an expansion, a really exciting season. I'm, I'm very thrilled with what's going on there. And um, I work a couple jobs outside of the church right now. Being bivocational is something that's like new to me over the last few years. Um, my first 15 years of ministry, I only worked inside of the church. And one of the things that I really decided as I... Um, as I've been bivocational now for a few years, is I really decided that, you know, if I'm going to get up in front of a group of people on a Sunday morning and give a message and talk about, you know, what the Bible says about how to live life, um, I've got to be putting those same things to work in my life. Um, you know, generally working in the church setting full time, which is how it was for me the first 15 or so years of my ministry, um, doing that caused me to be around Christians almost 100% of the time. And I didn't have the same challenges that a lot of the people that go to church, a lot of you guys, have to, have had to deal with your whole lives. And so for me, this has been kind of a new thing, um, really kind of seeing how does my faith apply to life in the real world. Um, but the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I want to share that I'm practicing what I teach. Like I, I'm out there trying to live this out and trying to see what does this really do. And um, Oh, the season that I started this podcast, the My Pursuit podcast, I was really trying to see, you know, how can I make um, my faith the focus of my life even while I'm at work and even in my other relationships? And what does that look like and what does it mean when I do that? That's, uh, that was the original intent of the podcast. And, um, and so that's what goes on here. So the way that I do it is at the beginning of the week on, on, you know, the first day of the week when I'm on my way to work, I've got a little bit of a commute to get there. I record the first half of this podcast where I share with you my devotion, what I'm, what I'm reading in my devotion. Now I'm doing devotions differently than I've ever, I've ever done them before in that when I do my devotion, um, I'm sticking with the same devotion all week long. I'm not... I'm not going from one scripture today to a different scripture tomorrow. I'm, I'm staying in, this, in the same passage with the same life application, so I have time to put it to work. And so what I'm doing at the end of the week is I'm recording the second half of this podcast on my way home where I share with you what really happened. Like, did, did it work? Did I fail? You know, did I chicken out? Um, were circumstances different in that I, I found out that this was not something that was easy to do or did I find out that this is something that I could have been easily doing all along? 
all those things I've been kind of learning and finding as I've been going through um, th- this podcast. And so I'm, I'm just trying to be really honest with how I live out my faith, hoping that it's an example, hoping um, that maybe for some of you it's an encouragement, um, hoping that, you know, it just demonstrates what what this could and might look like. And, and that's that's all I'm trying to do. This is a way that I hold myself accountable to living out what I teach. And, uh, and so that's why I do this. And at this point, like I'm starting a new, this is kind of, let, let's just kind of say this is season two. Um, th- this is a new season of the podcast. I did take a break and let me explain that for a little bit. Um, I know I told you in the last few episodes that I did post that, um, you know, I, I was working not only the, the job that I normally work, which is I, I manage a golf course, um, but I was also working as a high school golf coach. And while we were, while I was kind of transitioning back into the high school coaching job, which is a seasonal job, it's, you know, just for a few months of the season of the, of the year, um, we found out that we were being asked to move out of the house that we'd been renting. And that's a long story, and I won't give you the whole story. You can listen kind of backwards to find out what what happened there. Um, but we, we had to locate into a new house. And um, we were told originally we had to do that uh, within two months of receiving the letter that said that we were, you know, being asked to leave. They're actually bulldozing our house because our, our house... Um, was in such need of repair that they would rather um, just get rid of it and start again rather than um, repair the house that we were in. Ugh. Well, anyway, um, we uh, we had and we we had two months to do that. We asked for an extension. Kind of said, "Can we can we have four months instead so that you know the kids can get done with their school year?" Uh, my oldest uh, daughter is graduating this year. You know, has all the stuff, the prom, the graduation, all that stuff going on. Um, we'd rather not move in the middle of that, and so we kind of asked special permission. Can we stay a couple extra months? And they said, "Okay." When we went on the house search um, and started searching. Through an amazing set of circumstances, um, a, a friend that I've made through one of my jobs um, is actually the realtor who was in charge of a house rental and orchestrated a situation where we could rent a house that's perfect for us at a price that works for us. And uh, it, it just like everything fell into peace, but we had to jump on it right away. So even though we'd asked for two extra months of extension, we actually. Um, we moved way, way earlier than that. We moved uh, two and a half months earlier than that. And it has been insane. And I'll, I'll tell you this. I have never in my life been busier than, than I have over these last few weeks. And I, I'm not kidding you. Like from the moment I wake up until the moment I lay down, I, I have not stopped moving um, for these last few weeks while we've been, you know, moving a house, you know, literally touching everything that we own. And moving it from one location to another. Um, and in some, in, in some circumstances, that location that we moved stuff to was the dump. Um, cause we had to get rid of a lot of stuff in order to fit into the house that we, that we're moving into. But, um, uh, we are finally in the new house. There was still in boxes. We're still, you know, life is still not quite sorted out. Um, and it's still busy. I'm still coaching the high school team. We're in first place, by the way. Um, and we just hit the end of the regular season. And uh, that's a pretty amazing thing. Um, I'll probably tell you more about that at another time. But um, 
So it's been insane. And even though I did record a couple episodes of the podcast, I didn't post them because, and, and I'm not kidding, I didn't have the time to sit down at my computer and edit, edit the two halves of the podcast together and uh, upload it. I just didn't. And at the times where I maybe had time, I didn't have the internet to do it. So it's been, that's how it's been. And I do apologize for that. I do have an episode, at least one full episode that I did edit together that I haven't posted. I may still post that at some point, or it might just one day pop up as the lost episode of the My Pursuit podcast. We'll, we'll see. But okay, today's a new beginning because um, we are starting a new season of this and a new series. We're starting a new series at church. And one of the format changes that we're going to make to this podcast is that the scripture that I go through um, on Sunday mornings is going to be the scripture that I use uh, for this podcast. And you might go, why didn't you do that before? Well, I didn't do that before because I really wanted to stay before just in the life of Jesus. Um, I, I really, that's the direction I wanted to go. So we went through the book of Luke and we got through a big portion of the book, book of Luke in the podcast. Um, but we are, we're going to kind of switch things over. And so what I'm going to do in this podcast and the way that this is going to be different, I'm still going to record it the same with half of it being recorded on my way to work, half of it being recorded on my way back from work. Um, at the end of the week, what I'm going to do differently is that the scripture that I'm using on Sunday, so the scripture that I'm teaching on this Sunday of this next coming Sunday for me is a scripture that I'm going to be using during this week. This will give me an opportunity to live it out before I teach it on Sunday. And so I will teach it on Sunday. And then on Monday, I will post, um, this episode So I will have spoken, uh, hopefully this makes sense, I will have spoken about this scripture um, at at church on Sunday, and then the next day this episode will post with uh, my, you know, with with my experience of living that scripture out um, during this week. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, and, And I thought it would be fun to do it that way so that Um, I can spend more time even in the scripture that I'm using for Sunday mornings, uh, more time living it out before I speak it on Sunday mornings, and uh, and that you can have that, you know, on Monday, the day after I've actually taught it at at church, for those of you who come to church, um, that that you can have that to uh, work with as well. So... I'm excited to do this a little bit differently, and I realize this episode's going to be probably a little bit longer because of that huge, massive intro, but, you know, it is what it is. So, let's let's kind of get into this. Um, the series that we're doing is called Out of My Mind. That's, that's where we're going with this. Now, why am I going there? Well, um, I love that scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, where Paul says, if we're out of our minds, it's for the sake of, of, of God, and if we're in our minds, it's, for, it's, for, it's because of you. That's, that's kind of the basis of the series, is that we're starting to understand that if we live in the way that God calls us to live in this world, if we live a Jesus way in this world, people are going to look at us like we're out of our minds. And so in order to go through this series, what I am doing is um, I'm picking up where the last series at church left off. So we, we, we went through the entire book of Acts. And when you get to the end of the book of Acts, by the way, you get there and you go, wait, 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 there needs to be more. Because it just kind of leaves you with Paul getting to Rome and then and then Luke stops writing it. He just says, and the gospel kind of spread from there. Um, and, and you're just like, what? 
Yeah, I want to hear more about what happened to Paul. Like, what what is Paul doing next? Where does that go? And the reason for that, of course, is because Luke, when he writes the book of Acts, it's not the story of Paul or the story of any of the apostles. It's the story of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit gets to Rome and how that begins the spread of the gospel from Rome, how, how that really starts to happen there and how the Holy Spirit really starts to move from Rome. That's, that's the point of the book of Acts, by the way. But I really wanted to pick up on that because our, our church has really found that the, it's been, to me, the most valuable and the most interesting and informative series I've ever been a part of personally and as a church. I've seen more growth spiritually in people. So I want to take the next step. And so what we're going to do is we're going to start going through what Paul wrote when he got to Rome, when he was in, in, in prison in Rome. Um, he, we're going to start looking at some of what he wrote to the believers, the people who were starting to follow Jesus. And what he does as he writes to these believers is he teaches them how to live a life of ministry and how to live a different kind of life than what they'd been living before. And so the first book of the Bible that we're going to start with when we do this is Colossians. Now, in Colossians, um, we're just going to start, so Sunday, which is going to be yesterday for you as you listen to this, if you listen to this on Monday, the day that I release it, um, we're going to be um, starting just with chapter 1 of Colossians, looking at what Paul has to say next, what his instruction for us is. And um, I, I think it's fascinating when we get into this, because here's the deal. When, we, when we're talking about living our life differently than the rest of the world, kind of living, and as I've put it, out of, out of our minds, um, as, as I think about that particular topic and what it means to, to live differently, and Paul addresses that several different times. He talks about it in 2 Corinthians 5. He talks about it in Romans chapter 12, how this is going to be um, you know, different. It's going to be a transformation that, that we make. And we're going to look different. We're going to be against, you know, going against the flow in a lot of ways. And um, what I wanted to make clear with that is that the world that we live in, the culture that we live in, um, there are some things that I would call the norms of the culture, cultural norms, right? And there's kind of a box of normal that we can live in in our culture, um, where if you stay inside of that box, you don't make any waves, right? If you dress the way that people kind of expect you to dress for the place that you live, if you talk the way that people expect you to talk, right? If you, if you do the things that people expect you to do, you stay inside of that box. Now, here's the deal with all of us. Um, all of us, there's a, a chunk of our lives that we live inside of that box of normal, right? There's, there's a chunk of our lives where we're, that's just, we're, we're just kind of normal people. There's parts of our lives that sneak outside of that box, Right? Now, for some of you, it's the way that you dress. You, you, you dress different. Or um, may, maybe you, you, you're out of the normal in, in different ways. You've got a different living situation. Um, you've gone through life in a different direction. Whatever it is, there's some ways that you've kind of had part of you come out of that box. Now, what I want you to know is that our culture looks at that part of you, the part of you that's outside of the box of norms, and makes a lot of decisions on us based by based on what they see that's out of the box. And my hope during this series is that we talk about how our faith is going to be outside of the box, outside of that box of normal. And, and that when people outside look at us and see our lives, what they will see is the part of us that's living outside of our that box with our faith 
that the, they'll they'll know us for being people that are different from the rest of the world by our faith and by our actions and by the fact that we live the way that Jesus calls us to live. And that's kind of my hope during this particular series. And so in, in the book of Colossians, my devotion this week is in Ch- Colossians chapter 1. Now, Paul kind of starts out with, with a big, um, you know, loving intro as he does in a lot of his letters. And he kind of writes this along with Timothy, by the way. Um, you know, he gives his introduction and then he talks about how he wants to see the, the Colossians grow in their faith. And he tells them that by getting to know God better and better, that they will grow more, right? And then a few verses down, I believe starting in verse 14, he starts to tell us something about God, but he does it in a, in a different format. He tells us about God by telling us that Christ, the way he puts it, Christ is the, the visual image of God in this world. And that's, that's kind of how he says it. He says that Christ, I, th- I think that's the New Revised Standard, is, is he says, um, or the New Living Translation, that Christ is, is the virtual image of God in, in our world. And I've been thinking about that all week, and I, I looked at kind of the Greek of that, you know, and I've, I've kind of been into this for a week just kind of preparing for it. And I've been looking into the, the Greek of that, and the word that he uses to say the image of God is the icon of God. Right, that that you would know God by knowing Jesus. That that what I think is fascinating is that um, is that the way that we know the way that we know God is by what we've been taught by our parents and by you know our culture. And for a lot of people, Jesus seems quite different from that God that our culture talks about. See, when we read stories about Jesus and we see how loving and, and peace-filled he is and, and how giving and how compassionate he is, it seems a little bit different from what some people describe when they describe God, when they talk about how they're worried about God being an angry God or a judgmental God or a God who's going to punish them um, or a God who's going to hold all their sins against them. That that, that is... That that's it somehow seems incongruent, this Jesus with God. And what I've kind of determined by looking at this is that if if there's if there's a difference between what we know about Jesus and what we know about God, I want us to be clear that perhaps we didn't know God as well as we thought we did. See, what we knew about God was wrong. If if Jesus is the image of God, then if, if that contradicts what we know about God, what we knew about God was wrong. Because when we look at Jesus, we are looking at the image of God. And we're looking at a God who is so much more gracious, so much more loving, so much more adventurous, so, so much more willing to be uh, with, with these people and have a relationship with people of all different kinds, you know, tax collectors, sinners, all sorts of different people. Jesus is meeting with them and loving those people. And one of the things that I want to make clear is that as I go through this, I'm starting to understand that's who God is. That if we see God as something different than that, that's our misinterpretation of God. That perhaps some of what we've read in the Old Testament, not that there's anything wrong in the Old Testament, but what we've read in the Old Testament may have misled us about who God is. Not because it wanted to, but because we've interjected our own thoughts on what that means about God. But when we look at Jesus, this is who God is. And I want us to understand that. So my application for this week, my application as I come to work this morning, 
is is that I want to start this series right. Um, and I, I really want that image of Jesus to be the image of Jesus that, that, I, that that's how I see God and that that's how I live God. And so um, as I start new things, and I don't know if this is like you, if you started new school years like this, remember when you started the new school year, you got your new trapper keeper, your new backpack, you were all excited to get started, to get beginning into it, right? Um, that's how I want this series to start for me. Um, I'm going to come into this week with some enthusiasm. Uh, about who Jesus is and how I'm going to bring him um, to my workplace, to the places where I work, um, for the sake of of the gospel, for the sake of me living this differently. I want for other people to see this week, to see different ways that I act and different things that I do, so that when they look at me, they will see me as different than this culture, that they'll see me as out of the box, that they'll see me possibly as even out of my mind a little bit as I live differently than the rest of the world. So that's what I'm going to do this week. I'm not entirely sure how it's going to live, how it's going to work out. Um, I know this has been kind of a longer intro to this uh, to this episode, um, but that's just how it is today. Um, it's it's going to be a little bit different getting this thing started, and uh, I can't wait to crank into this and to tell you how this works out at the end of the week. So anyway, um, I'm I'm going to drop you here, and I know that I'm missing out on a uh, on a listener question, which we'll get to next time. So submit your questions uh, to uh, my pursuit at outlook.com. I would love to answer any of your questions in this new season of the podcast. Please send me some questions. I would love to have them. But anyway. I'm at work right now, and uh, I'm going to jump in. I'm glad that you guys are listening to this. I hope you have a fantastic week. I'll be right back. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, you guys. You guys, this has been a long week. Um, I'm back. Uh, This is the end of the week. This is Saturday night. It's in pretty late, it is like 9.09 right now on my way home on Saturday night. Got here this morning at about, I'm not even sure what time, 5.40. I arrived in quite a daze, and uh, man, I'm tired. And um, to top it all off, this has been a rough day because I, I've complained before, and I, I shouldn't make this all about complaining, but I've complained before about... Um, Sometimes when the weather's nice, especially on a weekend afternoon, uh, the clientele that comes into the golf course is the clientele who um, shows up in order to um, mostly smoke marijuana and uh, get drunk and and then also to play a little golf. That That's a frustrating thing for me. And so I've had a frustration with a few of those people today. And uh, that, that's not a good space to be in when you're as tired as I am. Try to be as gracious as I can, but, you know, being gracious to people with, who are, like, intentionally intoxicated beyond the capacity to understand the fact that you are being kind to them, um, it, it's just, it, it just feels kind of worthless. It feels like a waste. And so, and by the way, also, with people who are, like, high... You have to be extra, like extra forceful in what you get them to do because they're already like mellowed back to the point where they um, they don't take authority very well. They they just don't feel, uh, I guess the um, the importance of what you're trying to convey to them. They they don't feel the necessity of it, and so you have to be a little extra forceful. And I don't like to have to do that, but I had to do that. 
two different times with two different groups of uh, multiple people um, that I really wish I wouldn't have had to do. Anyway, so that was long. And then at the end of the day, <laughs> um, the kid who works for me lost uh, the keys that he needed in order to uh, close. And so we've been looking for those keys for a while. I could have been gone a little while ago, but um, that's what we were doing for the last little while. So anyway, I come to you tired, and I come to you after a long week. Uh, This week started with um, us finishing our move finally, finally moving out of uh, the old home. And that's that's how we began the week, is I spent all day uh, Monday running to the dump and running to the... uh, to the goodwill and, and all that stuff and that was that was a long day it's been we've had um, tournaments Tuesday Wednesday Thursday I had practice yesterday you know and then today is a long day it's been a long week you guys and uh, and I'm not saying that just to complain I and in fact I'm actually kind of happy with this week even though it was a long week I'm happy because um, I get to the end of a week that I knew going in it was going to be a long week and coming out of it, it definitely was um, a, a tiring, kind of exhausting week. Um, but at the end of it, I can look back and I can see um, some times where I listened to the Holy Spirit urge me to do what um, I, I've wanted to be doing in, in my life application this week. And let me tell you what that kind of finally morphed into. I know as I recorded it earlier in the week... Um, the, the thought of what this was was kind of nebulous to me. And, um, and I have to admit, uh, like a lot of that recording on the way to work at the beginning of the week um, was a lot of me talking about, you know, what's going on in this series and how I'm changing things up and didn't get to spend as much time doing what I normally do. So, um, so let me kind of tell you what it morphed into, what, what it really kind of morphed into this week. As I look at Colossians chapter one, the thing that motivates me, the thing that really, um, grabbed me this week is that when Paul tells us that, um, we will know God by knowing Jesus, that, that like Jesus is the image of God, like the icon is the word he uses of God. And and then he kind of talks through, um, the fact that Jesus is God, that he was, you know, with God in the beginning. He was the one who spoke everything into creation. He was, you know, there through everything. And he goes through all that. And when he gets through all that, he does kind of an explanation of what that does for us. And, and then he goes straight into his own self. Like he talks about, you know, here's what I've become. And What's interesting to me, um, check out your NIV. In fact, I don't know if, you, if you're in a place where you can look at a Bible. You might be driving the way that I am right now. Um, and I can't quote this ex- exactly properly. Um, but in the NIV, Paul says, I have become a slave to Christ. I, I've become a slave to this. Um, because of all of who Jesus is and now because of Paul's understanding of um, who God is because of Jesus, he says, I've, I've become a slave to God, a, a slave to this. And I, I thought it was really interesting because I, I'm not always sure I understand that, that slave word right there. Um, because obviously right now it has such a negative connotation. We're going to find out like later on in some of what Paul writes um, in Ephesians and I believe in Colossians too, where Paul talks about uh, slavery and almost seems to just kind of 
glaze over it. Like, you know, slaves obey your masters, masters be cool to your slaves, that, that sort of thing. Like, hey, don't worry about the fact that you're slaves or don't fight against the fact that, that slavery happens. Just go with it and be cool with it. Um, I, don't, I don't like that because slavery right now has such a negative connotation. So I went into my Blue Letter Bible, um, which is an app, by the way, that you can check out. If you check out the interlinear and go into the concordance and find uh, the Strong's word for the word um, slave, the word is uh, diakolos, which is the word um, that gets translated most often as not just a, a, a slave or a servant. It gets translated into both those. It also gets translated into minister. In fact, it's the word that means when you use it as a verb, the, the word is not slaving. The, the word, the verb of it is to minister. And I thought that went so perfectly with where my mind has been lately in that God is calling us like the, the output of what we are to be because of who God is to us that God is calling us to to minister to others. He's calling us to a ministry. And that really struck me this week because um, where I am in in my thought process is that um, there there's a certain amount of what the world around us considers as normal, um, like a normal way to follow God or a normal... Um, uh, a, a normal way of living, you know, a, a normal, you know, marriage and a normal family and a normal house, you know, and there's there's kind of this box of normal that we're kind of shoved into, and as long as we live inside of that box, and I, I forget how much of this I went into on the way to work anyway, but in, inside of that box, as long as we're inside of that box and everything about us is kind of like normal to the world nothing sticks out. We're, we're not seen as weird or abnormal. We're definitely not seen as out of our mind. But the parts of us that creep outside of that box where, you know, we stretch outside of the box of normal into the realm of, of possible, you know, into the realm out there of, of other things that are possible. Any part of us that goes outside of the box, that gets noticed, right? So, so of your friends, of the, of the people that you consider your friends, you know, the ones that you're the most like, you might have one that, that dresses really differently, you know. Um, remember that kid in high school that wore a fedora? You know, it was pretty normal, like went to all the normal classes, uh, but he wore a fedora. And that kind of was his thing, and, and he was noticed and known because of that. I don't know if in a good connotation or a good way or what, but... They were. He was known for that, and I don't know if that kid existed at your school too. But I, I can think of that, and I can kind of picture that at my school. Um, you know, you you could be kind of outside of that box of normal by the way that you dress, or by the way that you talk, or by the ho- kind of home that you live in. Um, and and certainly, there's there's a lot of ways, a lot of parts of you that can be outside of the box. Any part of the box, uh, any part of you that's outside of the box of normal is where you get noticed by the rest of the world. And what I've really started to understand about Scripture is part of the reason why Christianity spread in the first century is that these Christians were so far out of the box that the world had to ask, are they out of their minds? In fact, that's the reason why Paul says what he says in 2 Corinthians. You know, if we're out of our minds, it's for the sake of Christ. You know, um, that, that there's some parts of them that really stuck out. 
that, that really were different than the world around them, where they were not conformed, but they were certainly transformed in a certain way to that, that was not common in the culture around them. So my thought this week kind of turned more into um, how can I live or what are things that I can do because of who God is in my life? What are some things that I could do that, that really bring me outside of the box, that really cause people to look at me differently to go, well, what is this? And, and not just what are loud things that I can do, you know, or what are, you know, what are um, ways that I can show off. It's not, it's not like that. It was, what could I do that really kind of shows that, like, I'm following Jesus in a way that, that is noticed. Um, and I, again, I'm not trying to say show off, but so it, this week got me into that thought process of thinking, God, I want you to call me out of the box. I want you to call me to do something that's not normal, something that is definitely, um, above and beyond something that, um, that maybe somebody will interpret as this is different. This is outside of, of the box of normal and outside of what I expect. And so that's what I went into this week. And um, it kind of unfolded more and more throughout the week. And I can tell you, I had several um, several opportunities to kind of move outside of the box. I, I, can, I can think of one where um, I just had a moment with uh, one of my golfers on the golf team that I coach where I pulled her aside and I just tried to really encourage her to just really let her know that like she's a special kid and um, and and that she's really you know an amazing person who's um, you know doing things herself that are above and beyond and I just wanted to be like an encouragement to her and I could tell by saying that that it, it meant a lot just to kind of hear something like that. Um, I can think of somebody else, a, a, a lady this week that I was giving a golf lesson to, um, where what really kind of struck me, and this is kind of weird that this is where the Holy Spirit hit me. In the lesson that I was giving to her, she kind of let me know how bad she was at golf. She kept saying, I'm so bad at this, you know, my husband really wants me to get better at this, you know, and, you know, just all this negative, 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 negative. And she had a good swing. And kind of other than this negative thinking, she had a great attitude about why she likes to play the game. And that's part of the thing that I like to do when I give a, a golf lesson is I like to just kind of figure out mentally, you know, why do you like to play the game? You know, because I really want to help people, you know, enjoy the game more. And and so I just felt kind of like the Holy Spirit urged me and go, this is a woman who hears a lot of negative about herself. Um, can you, can, can you, kind of come out of the box and, and kind of mentally coach her in a way where she's um, not just encouraged, but but where she's proud of something. And so I really told her a few places to be proud. And I, I kind of pulled her aside and I said, you've got to think better of yourself. You've got to think, and I know that this is a golf thing, but, but that's the direction I went. And I could tell by the end of that, she walked away with her head really high. Like, and, and, and not just that lesson, but on Tuesday, when I went in for uh, for ladies' club, ladies' clubs on Tuesday, and and I generally have to work on Tuesdays for ladies' club. Um, the ladies actually, by the way, at the golf course, I'm kind of known as the old lady whisperer. Um, 
I don't know why. Um, but they really, I guess they, they like me when I give them lessons or when I'm in the shop helping them. And so, um, they've asked me to work on Tuesdays. So I'm trying to do that as much as I can just because of their request. And I had so many ladies come up to me and say, Hey, like the lady that you were giving a lesson to the other day, I won't share her name. The, that lady, they, they kept saying, she's so thrilled with the lesson that you gave her. And I really didn't make her do anything like completely. I didn't transform her golf game, but just because I was so encouraging, all these ladies are like, when is the next time that you can give a lesson? I really want to have a lesson. And like right now my lesson calendar is completely full for like a month. Like I I don't have another time slot where I can do a lesson. It's kind of crazy. Um, because of that. And you know, it was just something different. And I've had the opportunity to do that a few different times this week. There's, there's a guy, um, that, that, um, I see at the golf course, he's there probably as much as any member and he's moving. And, and I'm really sad about that because I really like this guy. And, and, uh, I just really, you know, I had the urge from the Holy Spirit. I had to tell this guy, you know, that he means a lot to me and that I'm sad that he's moving. You know, just in these conversations, just going above and beyond. Um, you know, there, there was another situation this week where on, on Wednesday I was hosting a golf tournament, which I can't believe that I had to do in the middle of this particular weekend and how busy it was. I hosted a golf tournament and I was exhausted. And a couple of the coaches that were bringing their teams to this tournament know all of what I've gone through this week. But I thought, you know what? I've got like some time. It wasn't much time. But I had a little bit of time to go just above and beyond to be extra welcoming by setting out a little welcome packet for each one of them and making it something special and trying to figure out and and spend some time to think through how can I make this more special for the kids who are coming here for this golf tournament. And and so I, I did that, you know, and I went above and beyond. And it was so noticed by these people who were going, Mike, you're so busy right now, but I can't believe you did this, you know. Um, that, I mean, that was just another circumstance. And then another circumstance this week, um, uh, uh, another friend of mine that I know from coaching, you know, came up to me and, you know, asked me, a, like, how much I would charge him in order to, I mean, to do a simple thing, to regrip his clubs. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, this is a guy that I'm calling you to be more in a relationship with. And so I kind of pulled back from what I would say, where I would normally say, hey, you know, I'll charge you this much per club. I just said, hey, man, just bring him in and let me do him for you. And he's like, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't. And I say, you know what? This is something that I would like to do for a friend. I, I do this. I do this kind of thing for a friend. And I could tell when I said that to him that that meant something to him. Now, I'm, I'm kind of giving you this list, like the, this, I don't know how many, five, six things that I can think of this week where I really kind of listen to the Holy Spirit and tried to stick out in a way that was beyond and, and outside of normal to a way that somebody might be going like, yeah, you, you didn't have to say that, or you didn't have to do that, or um, you don't have to offer to do that for me. Like some of those situations, but each one of those, I could see the reaction of the person um, that, that I was doing that for and with, and their reaction was not only surprise, but their reaction was not, not every, in every circumstance that I feel this, but in three or four of those circumstances, I felt the reaction was kind of like, who does this? Like, who does that? Like, I don't know or have somebody else in my life who does something like that. And, um, and I felt that reaction and 
I, I just wonder if there's enough times of coming outside of that box where somebody asks that question, who does this? And they start to realize the person who does this is a person who loves Jesus um, or is a person who's motivated by Jesus or a person who knows who God is in a different way than, than what I know. And I'm just kind of wondering if that's where God is kind of starting with some of this because what I really kind of see um, this series becoming and what I really kind of see the book of Colossians and then beyond it as we move into Ephesians, what I really see this becoming is the act of us um, getting outside of that box. And even though the world will see or will think or will ask, are they out of their minds? The answer will always come back, you know what? If I am, it's for a reason, and that reason is Jesus. And so that's that's where I want this to get to. So anyway, I'm very encouraged this week. I'm I'm encouraged because I'm I'm exhausted, by the way, like physically and mentally exhausted. And I know I've talked about that before, how I can be emotionally encouraged but still be kind of exhausted. That's that's kind of where I am right now. But what encourages me and what excites me right now is the fact that even during one of the busiest weeks I can think of, I mean, like, legitimately one of the busiest weeks of my life, um, even at the end of that, I can see that there were opportunities where if I just listened and pulled back, the Holy Spirit did urge me and, and, and the Holy Spirit did like enter my mind and say, Hey, let's, let's go somewhere with this. Let's, let's take this to another level. Let's move outside of that box. Um, I love that the fact that even during a very, very busy and somewhat difficult week, that, that that's, um, that that was still happening in my life. And, and I'm very grateful to God for that because I, I think that otherwise I would have just seen this as a long draining week and that that's all I have to say. Um, but being moved to do some of those things really does, um, encourage me for the fact that God can use me even when I'm not at my best or even when I'm not at my most rested or most, um, energized. And, and that's really kind of how I felt this week. So anyway, I don't know what that means to you. I, I guess the challenge here is this, like, you know, what's, normal, right? I mean, we, we know what's normal. Um, what does it mean to come outside of what's normal and to take a step into a place where people might look at us and go, whoa, 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 that that's different. That's more than I was expecting. That's above and beyond. That's extra. That's, that's something that, that really causes me to wonder, are you in your right mind that you would do this for me, that you would talk to me this way, that, that you would offer this to me? Um, what if we do that? And, and what difference would it make? I have a feeling that, that for the believers in the first century, that is part of what got them noticed in the Roman culture, in the Colossian culture, that they were able to see these Christians who were able to take that step outside of the box of normal. And they were able to ask the question, why are they acting different? Well, they're acting different because their worldview is different. Why is their worldview different? It's, it's because they know a different God than what I know. 
And um, I, I just really hope that that's a God that I get to spread to other people who know another God. And um, so anyway, that's where this week kind of ends for me. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to get into church and to kind of speak this up a little bit at church tomorrow um, to really start this series and see where it starts to go. Um, and I'm really excited to get back with you guys next week. Uh, things uh, in my life are kind of starting to open up a little bit next week. Where I, I'm, Next week is the week where I start to have a little bit more time, and increasingly through the weeks I'll have a little bit more. So so I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what God does in this series, what He does in my life, and what He does in yours. So anyway, would you please send me questions? Email them to me at mypursuit@outlook.com. I'll kind of get back a little bit more into the format with a couple of those little extra things where I I respond to a question and uh, talk a little bit more about some specifics. I'm looking forward to that uh, as as I get into next week. But anyway, I'm thankful for you guys. Uh, Love you guys and glad you're listening and can't wait to talk to you guys again soon.